Now, your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Greetings and salutations. What up, yo? Welcome to another episode of the Get You Some Radio Show. I am your host, Terry Lancaster. And man, man, have I got some kind of week going on this week. Now, I know not everybody's going to be watching this live. I know not everybody's going to be watching it the week it comes out. But this week in Nashville, first of all, tomorrow, Monday, we have the eclipse. First time in like 100 years, we've had a total eclipse past the entire continental United States, and it's going dead smack through the middle of Nashville, Tennessee. So there's like 400,000 people who have come in from out of town to watch the eclipse uh, tomorrow on Monday. So that, that's a big deal. That's going on. Just moved my youngest daughter into college at the University of Tennessee on yesterday. This is daddy's baby, daddy's little girl, and she's off at college now. So that's kind of a big deal. My older daughters, they got stuff going on too. My, uh, my older daughters there, uh, one of them starting a brand new big girl job. She starts on Tuesday as a kindergarten teacher. It's a full-time job with full-time money and full-time benefits. So daddy's pretty happy about that. I got another daughter. She's starting a real job this week too. Uh, she's starting a pretty good job. So we got, everyone's excited. Everyone's got new beginnings going on. I've got new beginnings going on this week because I have a brand new book coming out this week. This will be my second book. I'm going to talk to you more about that in a minute. That's coming out this week. And also later this week on Saturday of this week, I will hit my 1000th day in a row running every, every day, every day I run at least one mile and I've done so for the last 1000 days. So big week. But in the immortal words of one of the great philosophers of our generation, Mr. Ferris Bueller, he says, life goes by pretty fast. If you don't stop every once in a while just to look around, you might miss it. Today's guest on the show is going to help us learn how to look around so we don't miss life. Bruce Langford is from Mindfulness Mode, and we're going to talk about meditation. We're going to talk about mindfulness. We're going to talk about focus. And we're going to talk about flow. Now, of all the things I've done, people get the, uh, the strangest idea about um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a redneck from Nashville, Tennessee. I play ice hockey. I'm a middle-aged white dude. And I, I, med- I meditate. So everyone gets this kind of this crazy idea about meditating that you have to climb up on a mountaintop and you need magic carpets and you need to light candles and incense and, uh, and you need to be a, a yogi or a Hindi or, or any of these other words that I don't even know what they mean, but you don't have to be any of that stuff because meditation isn't about the mountaintop and it isn't about there and then. Meditation is learning to help you here and now. So if you've watched the show, if you're a regular viewer of the show, you know what I've told you, that uh, the Get You Some radio show is about creating health, happiness, and prosperity. And I believe to with every fiber of my being that there are two central things that are, that are greater than all other things, two, two keystone habits that can help you create health, happiness, and prosperity in your life. That's exercise and meditation. I exercise every day and I meditate every single day. At least, least I try to. 
because these, though, though, if you can get those two things in focus, it can allow you to improve other areas of your life. And now Bruce is going to talk a bunch about why you should meditate and how you can meditate and exactly what meditation and mindfulness means. But I want to tell you what it's meant to me. I started meditating several years ago and meditating, it helped me quit drinking. I drank for 35 years and I, uh, uh, I haven't had a drink in five years. And one of the reasons that I've been able, I think, to quit drinking when I know so many people struggle when they try to quit drinking is because I've meditated and I've learned to separate in my mind the thoughts and urges that I have from, from, from the things that I actually want and need. I don't have to go out and have a drink just because I think I want to go out and have a drink, just because I think I want to go out with the boys and have a good time, just because I want to think I need to be entertained and I need to create more happiness and I need, I, need, I need something now just because I think I need those things, just because those thoughts are in my head, I don't have to act upon them. And that's allowed me not to have a drink in five years, which has been a huge deal in my life. It's allowed me to exercise every day. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, still, I'm still not a picture of health. I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I don't have a six pack abs and I'm not, a, I'm not running any marathons and I run slower than a uh, than a, than a herd of uh, turtles through, uh, through peanut butter in December. I am slow, but I run every single day. And every single day, every single day when I get up and I put on the shoes, my mind is telling me all the reasons I shouldn't go run today. It's the middle of August, and man, it is crazy hot this week. Let me tell you, it is super hot. So my mind's going, man, you, you, you don't need to go run. It's hot today. It is hot today, man. You're going to you're going to sweat. It's icky. You're going to be miserable. You don't want to go out there. And when I start putting on the shoes and I go out there and I start and, and, and I start and my, my legs start aching and go, man, you, this, you don't, you don't need to run today. Every time that first, and that first half mile is always the hardest. So anyone who tells you anything starting is always the hardest part. And especially for running the first half mile every day, when I go run a half mile, I'm thinking of all the reasons that I should just stop that this is miserable before my adrenaline gets kicked in before, before my momentum gets going, before I get in the flow for the first five, six, seven minutes, I'm just absolutely miserable. I'm not, I'm not sounding like a great advocate for running, but meditating has allowed me to recognize all those thoughts for exactly what they are. They're just echoes that are bouncing around in my head, echoes of thoughts I've had before echoes that for some reason I'm thinking. And just because I'm thinking them, doesn't mean I actually have to act upon them, that I can push past them. I can see those thoughts. I can recognize those thoughts. I can understand that I'm having those thoughts, but I can still keep doing the thing that I need to be doing, and that's running. So I run every day, no matter what my brain is telling me. That's what helped me write the book. It helped me write the first book better, and it helped me write the second book, Unstuck, with my collaborators on that, because it helped me get into the focus and, and, be, and, and get into a flow Whereas I've, I've, been, I've been writing all my, my entire life, I write radio spots and I write 90 words at a time. So putting 50,000 words together into book form, that seemed like a monumental undertaking. And every time I would start, you know, would, other thoughts would pop into my head. I could think about, you know, things, other things I could be doing. I could, I could go have a drink right now, you know. Uh, but, but meditating helps me push aside the thoughts that I don't want to think those thoughts right now. And I want to focus on sitting down and writing these thousand words that I need to write today. Meditation has improved every single relationship in my life, from a relationship with my wife, to my relationship with my kids, to my relationship with my business partners, with my friends, with my teammates. It has improved every single relationship because 
because I've, I had this problem my entire life too. I, uh, I, I was never a big emotional person. I didn't necessarily act on things or get into arguments or, or I ne never wanted to throw stuff, but I would get angry and I would hang on to that anger for weeks. And uh, I don't know who else do, does this. I don't know if I need, need psychological help or not, but I would, and then, and then after I had, would have an argument, the, uh, the thought and the argument would just replay over and over and over in my head. And I would come up with the perfect uh, comeback. I watched an episode of Seinfeld just, uh, just last week where George Costanza has had the exact same thing. He got into an argument and then an hour later, he thought of the perfect comeback. And he sends the, spends the entire episode trying to recreate this argument with this person so that he can come back with this perfect comeback. And that's what I would do in my relationship. I'd have the arguments over and over and over in my head, try I think of the perfect way to convince them to my way of thinking, because that was just, it was all, all that I could think about it somewhere. And I would just obsess on this. But now I've learned just because I had that thought, I don't have to think that thought. I can just let it go. I don't have to be angry. I don't want to be angry. Just let it go. And you know, that's, that's the, uh, another misconception that people have about meditating that it's about first they, they think that it's not that it's learning to not think of anything to to push every thought out of your head but that's not quite exactly it or they think that it's learning to control your thoughts that i'm, I'm only going to focus on on this mantra or i'm only going to focus on 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 breathing and i'm going to control every thoughts that i you know, want to think of i want to meditate on world peace and think happy thoughts and it's learning to control your thoughts but meditation isn't necessarily about controlling your thoughts. Meditating is about learning to not let your thoughts control you. It's about learning that you don't have to believe every thought that you think. You don't have to say every word that pops into your head and you don't have to act on every urge that you have. And if you can learn to just not let your thoughts lead you around like a little like a little puppy dog leading you into whatever corners they want to take you. You don't have to let your brain control you. You're, you're in charge. Just because there's a thought in your head doesn't mean that that's the thought you have to think. So I want to challenge everybody. This week, when you get through, no, not right now because I got Bruce coming up and Bruce is going to tell you even more about all this. But this week, soon as you shut the show off or sometime today when you get a chance and you got a few minutes by yourself alone just take a deep breath just sit down take a deep breath breathe in through your nose breathe out through your mouth in through your nose out through your mouth count one when you breathe in count two when you breathe out and if you, a thought pops into your head recognize that thought for what it is i had a thought and let it go. And it's like, uh, it's like bubbles in a champagne glass. If you don't obsess on them, they'll just float and drift away. So sit down, think your thoughts, let the bad thoughts just drift away. And I'm not going to promise you that you're going to learn how to fly. And it's not like working out and doing, doing curls. You're not going to get an 18 inch bicep from, uh, that you're going to notice three weeks from now. The, the changes are subtle, but if you can get in the habit of recognizing your thoughts and not letting your thoughts control you over time. It'll make the di a difference in your life. Like no other thing that I know of. It's made the great, a great difference in my life. And I'm, I'm the strongest advocate in the world for meditation and mindfulness and focus and flow. So we'll be back with Bruce Langford to talk more about that in just a minute. But right now I want to talk about unstuck. First of all, subscriber this week, 
going to get a copy of subscriber of the week this week. It's going to get a copy of Unstuck 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. Subscriber of the week gets a copy of that. The book comes out on Wednesday. So I don't know what day you're watching the show. If you're watching the show, go to Amazon on Wednesday, type in Terry Lancaster Unstuck. You can buy the book for 99 cents starting on Wednesday. If you're watching the show on Tuesday, wait till Wednesday and go, go to Amazon, search Terry Lancaster Unstuck, and I'm gonna ask you to part with 99 cents of your hard earned money. But if it's already Wednesday, stop the show. That's the great, that's the great thing. That's the great thing about the pre-recorded show. You can put this on pause. I want you to put this on pause and go to Amazon right now and part with 99 cents of your hard-earned money. So you can get the Kindle copy of Unstuck. The paperback is only $6.95. It's available starting Wednesday on Amazon. And here's a little more about Unstuck. Being the boss is fun. Taking your ideas, turning them into something new, and watching it grow. Oh. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, until it's not. Most businesses reach a point where good ideas, common sense, and hard work just aren't enough anymore. They get stuck. Now, it's time to get unstuck. Unstuck 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. Get your copy today and get unstuck. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Get You Some Radio Studio. Terry Lancaster here. And if you read my book, Better Self-Help for the Rest of Us, even if you just read the back cover of it, you know that the book is about focus and flow and using the power of focus and flow to create habits to improve your life one little step at a time to make your life better. Um, but the way you get to focus and flow, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. And I talk about meditation and mindfulness. And today I have a mindfulness coach, trainer, and expert on the show to help talk to us about getting to the state of focus and flow, about training our brain to help us get more stuff done, and sometimes to get less stuff done, because sometimes to get more, you need to do less. But Bruce Langford from Mindfulness Mode is our expert today. Bruce, how are you? I'm great, Terry. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to have you. So tell, tell everyone a little bit about your background. How does one, I mean, how do you get to become a mindfulness expert, coach, and trainer? How did, how did you get here? Well, that's, uh, that's an interesting story because I used to uh, have a lot of anxiety myself, you know, especially through my teen years. I had a lot of stress and anxiety and little did I know that if I started meditating a little bit or, or maybe started getting more exercise, getting out there and be more active, those kinds of things can help you with anxiety. But what happened was I... Uh, I was just so anxious because of it seemed like so many reasons to do with family and to do with all these kinds of things. And then I, I just made up my mind. I wanted to be a musician and I'd always loved music and I got into music and eventually became a school music teacher. And when I was a teacher, I, I really enjoyed it, but I noticed that a lot of kids were getting picked on and nothing was done about it. They were getting bullied and nothing was nothing was done. Like even if I talked to an administrator, you know, they'd say, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it'll take care of itself. Just, just go ahead and take care of the curriculum. It's all about the curriculum. And so I just, 
uh, I noticed one individual student who was getting picked on something terrible. He was in seventh grade and, and I, I talked to him and I tried to help him and counsel him. And, and I thought, you know, the only way I can help is by learning more myself. And, and plus I can get out there and I can do presentations and talks and shows. And so I started doing that. And yeah. that, that kid made a video for me where I said, you know, if you could speak, if kids in my audience can hear your voice, that could make a huge difference. And so I get out there doing all these presentations and it wasn't long before I realized that, you know, if kids can start to understand what mindfulness is, mm -hmm. what it means to not be so concerned about the past and not be stressed out about the future, but to like understand what it means to live in the present, then you know, then bullying starts to have less uh, emphasis in their lives. It starts to, you know, take more of a back seat because they're not so stressed out about what they think might happen. So I, I got so much involved in meditation and, and mindfulness that I, uh, I just kind of changed my direction slightly, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I just started doing talks about that and helping helping kids and adults with that. And even when I do presentations on the topic of bullying, I talk a lot about the present and being mm -hmm. mindful. So that's how I ended up here now doing uh, all kinds of talks about mindfulness. And I have a podcast about mindfulness. And it's just amazing how many people reach back to me and say, you know, it really helped me. You know, the, the part you taught me about meditation. And I never knew that was something that could help me in my life to kind of eliminate stress. Mm -hmm. And it eliminates stress for me, too. I mean, not that I never have any stress, but the thing is, it, it gives me a sense of calm. It gives mm -hmm. me a sense of feeling more grounded. Yeah. So I meditate every day, and that's what I teach. That's what I encourage is that, you know, you need to give yourself, you need to give your brain a break, a rest because our brains are so busy, you know, social media does it, the, our life does it, we are living these fast paced lives, and we need to give our brain a break. And that's what meditation does. Yeah, I, uh, I tell you, it's, it's funny, you train your brain by teaching your brain not to do anything, or yeah. actually to do less and accept what it is doing. I, I, I often have the conversation with people, I, I, I meditate every day. And, and sometimes I meditate for 10 or 20 minutes at a time. And sometimes I sit down to meditate for about that long, which is exactly what mm -hmm. I did before I started the conversation with you today. Right. And, and so I had this conversation with people about meditating and they go, Oh, I can't get my mind to stop. So that, I mean, that, that I, I hear that from everyone. So for everyone who ever asked me that question, how do you get your mind to stop? And I hear that from everyone too, Terry. And I think the whole thing is don't even try. Don't think to yourself, I need to get my brain to stop. Just say to yourself, I'm going to give myself a break. And if your brain is thinking of all kinds of thoughts, that's okay. Just let them, let them go. Like, like the leaves that float by on the river. I've got a mm -hmm. river outside my window here and the leaves and the sticks, you know, they'll just float by. Just let them go. Don't be like, Oh my gosh, I got to get that leaf. I got to get that stick. I got to stop that. I can you know, and that's what we tend to do when we meditate. If we're beginners, we tend to think, Oh, there has to be nothing. My mm -hmm. mind has to be completely silent, and that's not true. Just let those thoughts go, and the less you try to control them, 
the more relaxed you'll start to to be yeah so yeah and the the other thing i get is is why what are the benefits what you know and and uh, it's, it's like the uh, there's the old joke about the guy that climbs on the climbs to the mountain to talk to the yogi uh, the yogi to learn yoga and he's doing yoga and nothing's happening. He isn't reaching nirvana. And uh, finally, the, the yoga master tells him, just, just shut up and, and do the poses. Quit, quit trying so hard. So that, I think that's what, uh, what I get with meditation for folks is they kind of expect something to happen. You know, like uh, Dan Harris talks about he was trying to learn how to fly when he first started taking, taking meditation. What is it that people should expect to happen? Not flying, I presume. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think the thing you should expect is just that you're going to first when you start just resolve to actually do it and don't have expectations at the beginning. Just resolve to do it because you believe it's going to benefit you and, mm -hmm. and believe the fact that scientists have done a lot of studies on this and they've determined that, hey, within three weeks of meditating 10 minutes a day, new neural pathways are created in the brain. That means your brain it begins to rewire itself differently. You are able to concentrate more, you're able to have more focus, you're able to have more of a sense of relaxation. But if you go into it with fewer expectations, you just mm -hmm. go into it and say, I'm just gonna do this thing and see what's going to happen, then I think you're better off rather than going into it with certain expectations, then you know you can be let down and you can be thinking, well, this isn't happening fast enough, I'm just gonna quit, I can't get my brain to stop, to mm -hmm. quiet down enough. Just don't have expectations, just go ahead and do it. And before you know it, you are going to notice a difference. You are going to notice that you're more calm and you're more relaxed and that you know, you're not getting as upset with you know, issues that come up or with family disagreements or some of these kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely noticed that in my life. There's other, yeah, I, I look around every once in a while and something happens, which, you know, prior, prior to when I, when I learned about a lot of this, I would have flown off the handle or I'd have been yeah. irritated and held a grudge about it for weeks at a time. Right. And now everything just kind of, you know, like water off a duck's back, just, just roll, roll, roll with the flow. Um, yeah. But, and speaking of flow, a different kind of flow, let's talk about the, the connection between focus and flow and meditation and getting your brain into the state where you can get more done, can, can be more productive. Yeah, well, you know, if you are in the flow, that means you're really doing what you enjoy, what really works for you, part of, part of your passion, part of what's really making you tick. And sometimes people feel it's really difficult to figure that out. You know, mm -hmm. some people live their whole lives and they're like, I really don't know what it is that I enjoy doing the most. And it seems strange, but, but really we have to take the time to just listen to our bodies, listen to our thoughts so that we can identify, hey, you know what I'm doing right now? I just love it. I feel so good. I feel in the flow and start to recognize that. And then you'll recognize the things that you're doing that are not in your flow and you can start to think well you know maybe I'll get somebody else to do that thing maybe I'll get somebody else to help me or I'll outsource if you're a business person or an entrepreneur you know uh, like we can all outsource things we can all get people to help us and whether you're in sales or whatever I'm sure you know there are certain aspects of your job that you totally totally love doing 
than others that you might not. So think seriously about getting somebody else to do those things that aren't your aren't in your flow because they are in someone else's. There's somebody else out there that would love to do those things. That's what I've discovered. Yeah, and I, one of the, one of the best things I've done is actually to start to take notice of of when what brings you out of flow. If there's if you're doing something and you find yourself you know you know delaying it or pushing it off or juggling it around and you mean it's just something you 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 know you don't like to do and so when you notice that just start noticing those throughout the day what it is that's taking you away from from the present moment and uh, and and try to eliminate those things uh, find someone else to do them find a way to simplify them cut out the steps or uh, or hire somebody yeah exactly yeah it can really make a difference because once you're doing what is in the flow for you you're going to thrive you're going to do so much better with that you're going to achieve so much more I'm going to get all meditation geek on you here, um, and so, so I don't want to scare anyone off. But anyway, I just read an article, and uh, you know, heaven help us when I when I've actually read a, an article. But this one was about brain waves and brain function and different brain states: alpha, theta, and gamma. And it was talking about. Uh, I'm, so I'm I'm curious as to where 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 the state of flow is is in the the theta state. Of, I believe is what they were saying. Yes. So and so 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 you get into that. But from, from the only way to reach a gamma state of brainwaves, which is a huge spike, which is what we call epiphanies or cr the creative spurt, you know, that aha moment that you get when everything kind of falls into place and makes sense. That, that's actually a spike in your brain in the gamma waves. And really the only way to get there is from being in that theta state where you're completely present and in the moment and in the flow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the, when you first start meditating, don't be worried about getting to those levels, but just do it. Just do it. And as you do it, you're going to notice that you will gradually become in, you'll get into a deeper state. Mm -hmm. You'll become more fully relaxed and you'll notice that your, your brain just, it just feels like, oh, so relaxed so good that you want to do it again and you'll want to do it again but also remember that there are some days that you'll meditate it may not feel like that at all you mm -hmm. may think oh geez i'm not i'm not even getting anywhere i don't feel relaxed enough and i think that's where most people have a challenge because they they have some of those days and they think oh this isn't working for me so i'm just going to forget it i'm not going to do it anymore mm -hmm. when in fact those are the most important times to keep going because then you will move toward these states. And, you know, this can happen for all of us. And like you say, it's so important to, to just allow yourself to get into these states rather than try to force yourself or try to, you know, say to yourself, well, I've got to get to this point by a certain time and then I've got to, you know, do this and do that. Don't set it up like goals. Mm -hmm. Just allow it to happen. Is that what you found in your practice? As well, well I, I, I found the more that I control it, the, the more miserable, the more that I try to control it, the more miserable yeah. I am. You know? Yeah, me too. <laughs> so yeah. I just kind of, you know, so, some, some days you're feeling it. And some days you're not feeling it and yeah. that's just the way things are. And that's, yeah. that's the way that the, the days fall and uh, just yeah. keep doing it. Every, every day is going to be different. And every, every day is a chance to experience it in, in a slightly different way and yes. realize, okay, well, this is cool, but I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm always on, on, on to that. And I'll, I'll come back again because every time I visit the moment, the moment is different. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think when you're involved in, in sales work, you know, it, it, there can be a lot of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. There can be a lot of ups and downs in lots of careers, lots of jobs. But, you know, you might go for a spell and you think, man, I just haven't sold anything or I haven't sold as much as I want to. I didn't sell as much as I did last month or whatever it is. And then you may find that you're starting to beat yourself up. That mm -hmm. inner voice is starting to, you know, say, hey, what's the matter with you? Hey, Bruce, come on, you know, get with it. There's something wrong with you. And and you got to be careful about that inner voice because it can knock you down. Now, mm -hmm. basically, it's trying to protect you. It's yeah. trying to protect you from rejection and trying to protect you from some of these challenges in life. But at times, we have to just plunge forward and let, let ourselves just not listen to that inner voice. Let it go. Not let that be part of where we're going because that can absolutely sabotage your goals and your desires and you know you, you just have to let it go yeah well and 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 what i do is especially in sales if i if i'm about to make a big phone call i'm about to go on a video presentation i'm, I'm about i'm about to step on stage to deliver a speech i always um i, re I read something that snipers would do this they would call the uh, stop look listen and smell so just uh, wherever you are and you're, if you're about to go in and you're about, you're about to have a big moment and you need to fully connect with here, uh, stop, look, listen, and smell. Stop, take a deep breath, wiggle your toes, and, uh, and, and just be here. And it takes, I mean, it really, it really takes away a lot of the anxiety and uh, the, the hecticness if you've just kind of settled into your own skin. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know somebody who hired, a, I think it was an FBI negotiator to help her in her, her mindset and her business. And she realized that he had such an amazing sense of the present mm -hmm. awareness, just like you're talking about. We, we need to let people like that help us. Yeah. Let them guide us sometimes because living in the present and really being aware of, you know, the sounds and the, the smells and just everything that's going on at any given time, it can really heighten your sense of, of awareness for sure. Well, and, and in sales too, the more uh, I, I try to do this, I mean, whether I'm in sales, even if I go into a grocery store and the, the counter's there, I try to make every action a human interaction and be fully present, talking to that person, making eye contact, being aware of what their emotions are, trying to, to really get in there. And if we're doing that with people that we interact with and, and people that we're doing business with, the more there you are, I think, the, I mean, it's going to show up in, in your relationship and it's going to show up in your, in your sales. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It will definitely. And you know, as you become more calm, you will start to notice, Hey, you know what? I'm feeling happier. I'm feeling more relaxed. And it's true. Studies have shown people who are happier and more relaxed with their work achieve more. They do better yeah. because it's that tension, that anxiety of not being relaxed that holds us back. And a lot of times we don't even realize it. So you can definitely, in my opinion, definitely achieve more because you're going to be more relaxed with the help of meditation, just that regular practice. Now, the thing is, don't think that, you know, you can do it once or twice and then it's going to help. And then maybe you'll do it maybe next week by the, at the end of the week, you're having a bad day. So you do it that day. In my opinion, and in the opinion of many others, it needs to be a regular practice. You need to do it every day and just make up your mind you're going to do it every day and it'll really truly make a difference for you. 
Bruce, you know, well, you and I just talked before we got on the phone. Today will be my 899th day in a row that I've ran at least at least one mile. So I've, I've started this streak to make running part of my, my daily life. And so I actually got this little little app that I use that has um, that you can keep up to four streaks on it. So I've started keeping track of a, f- a few other things that I want to do daily, and I don't have them up to the 899 number, but one of those things is to meditate every day. So I really encourage people to do that. If this is something you want to start start thinking about, to start trying to make a, a spot in, in your life every day for, for a brief session, br- a br- just a brief moment of mindfulness. What? So let's give the listeners, our, our, our uh, viewers, salespeople and entrepreneurs and chiropractors and dentists and, and folks who are folks who kill what they eat, folks whose living depends on them being productive and successful and in flow every day. What's one thing that they can start doing today? How can they put this into action in their life? The first thing is notice your breath. Just stop wherever you are and just notice as you inhale, notice the feeling of the air going into your nostrils. Just notice it. And don't even pay any attention to anything else at that moment. Just notice the feeling of the air as you inhale and then pause for about two two counts and then let it out slowly. So start with the breathing, start noticing. Somebody I talked to the other day said, you know what, I never paid any attention to my breathing. I never noticed it. And you know, I'm not saying change your breathing. I'm not saying, you know, become, you know, this person is you're always trying to breathe deeply or anything like that. Just take a moment and notice it. And as you do that, then if you decide to take that first step and like maybe in the morning when you get up, you know, the second or third thing you do, you just sit down and you think, okay, I'm going to have a quiet time for a minute and I'm going to meditate and start with what I'm saying, the breath. Just close your eyes, be aware of your breath. And if you want to count as you do it, as you inhale that air, count to six and then pause for two and then let it out for six. And soon you'll become comfortable with, you might let it out for four, you might let it out for five, you might, you know, take it in for eight. But whatever you become comfortable with, that's a great way to start meditating and a great way to just start noticing the present moment and Mm -hmm. living now. Just notice your breath. So that's my suggestion, Terry. Fantastic. Thanks, Bruce. Anything else you want to leave the guys with? Well, you know, I think as you start to do that, you'll realize the power of habit. And, you know, we all have habits that we do, but the thing is we can create habits that work for us, you know? And so if you decide, you know what, I think this is really valuable. I really believe in this. Then you can start to implement it as a habit. So I mentioned implementing it as part of your morning routine. You might want to do it at night. You might Mm -hmm. want to do it at lunchtime for a minute, but just implementing this as a habit, doing it at the same time every day and just making up your mind you're going to do it after, I'll say two, three weeks, it's going to start to just feel comfortable. Oh yeah, I just have, I just do this. I don't think about it. I don't have to think, oh, what am I going to do next? When am I going to meditate? When am I going to do it? You just do it because it's become a habit. So I strongly recommend that you you think about the power of habit and how you can implement it into your life. 
Bruce, fantastic. Thank you so much for being here on the show. How can everyone get in touch with you? Oh, you can go to mindfulnessmode.com and uh, that's my podcast. So I, I interview people from all walks of life all over the world. People who do so many different jobs. Some are entre entrepreneurs, some are CEOs, some are just, you know, they're very interesting people who someone is a joggler that I introduced uh, yeah. to my, my listeners and, and she jogs and juggles at the same time. <laughs> and that's joggling. I didn't yeah. even know what that was, but we talked all about mindfulness. So go to mindfulnessmode.com and you can listen to the interview right there and reach out to me. My, my email, Bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. You can connect right there and you can connect on Twitter or on Instagram through Bruce Langford. And I also uh, have a book that I can uh, share with you a little bit about my book. I'm going to awesome. uh, make this available. Uh, this is a book that I uh, co-wrote with Brian Tracy and a few other people. And it's called The Success Code. The world's leading experts reveal their top secrets to help you crack the code for optimal health, wealth, and success. And it was exciting working with Brian Tracy with this because uh, what he was looking for were people who had left mainstream jobs behind to become entrepreneurs. So he reached out to me and I was like, yeah, I do that. But I, he said, well, just write a sample chapter and send it in, which I did, but I didn't really expect to hear anything. And I heard back that, yeah, we want you to be involved in this project. So this is a book that I think you'll really enjoy. There are great stories in here and, and my journey about where I, I came through the, the work with the anti-bullying and so on. So yeah. that's, that's a book for you as well. Now, and how do we get that? And you can get that by, uh, actually, you know what you can do? Just email me directly, Bruce yeah. at mindfulnessmode.com, and I'll make sure you get it. All right, Bruce, fantastic. Bruce Langford, everyone, Mindfulness Modes. Take a deep breath. Take a look around. Enjoy the day, y'all. I'll see you next time. The Get You Some Radio Show. Yum, yum, get you some. Get you, get some. you some. That was fantastic. Literally, I can just, I can just watch that all day long. And Bruce has, uh, has such a way of just just bringing everyone down and such, such a calming influence. I've been, I'm, I'm a little, I'm like a hyper chipmunk when I start talking, I'm going every, every which direction, but Bruce is just, just centered and in the moment and here and now. So I, I, I just love to watch him talk and, and just be here now. Don't forget you have a challenge. I want you to go meditate today. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, count to 10 in through your nose, out through your mouth and just let your thoughts come and go. I want you to try that. Try to get into the practice. And I want you to go to Amazon and get the book, Unstuck, starting Wednesday. Unstuck, 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth, starting Wednesday, August 23rd at 6.17 a.m. to be exact is when it goes on sale. 99 cents for the, uh, for the electronic book and 6.95 for the, uh, the paperback book. And that's on Amazon. You can find it. Type in Terry Lancaster, Unstuck. Stuck and then tune in next week. I'm going to have my buddy Tom Coates on the show, and Tom is the driving force to put this whole thing together, starting with the Unstuck Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and now Unstuck the book. Be sure to tune in next week for Tom Coates. I'll see you then. Get you some radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.